Perfect. We are live. Cool. You should get a notification here soon. And you just press sure. Guys, come on in. There it is. We are live. Ooh. You should hear soon. There you go. You know it's working. That's good. So go back and press share. You should, yeah, you should. Yeah, you press right post. Or you just do it. Say it. Oh, yeah, whatever. Guys, come on in. Big Zach is with me. Give another second before we start going in this stuff. Let me go over housekeeping news. Big news, finally, we are on iTunes. I want to thank my very good friend, Jerome Lacey, who I will be going to Thailand in two weeks now. Three weeks, less than three weeks, two and a half weeks right now. Wow. Uh, he set us up. Go to the podcast tab on your iPhone or smart, smartphone, Android, and type in JMV Podcast. It's going to look like we've been posting forever, but this will be the first actual podcast. We'll be on iTunes. You can go check it out. Rewatch, re-listen, excuse me, re-listen to them all day long. Uh, you can share this right now. It'd be huge for us as well. Uh, we just got apparel yesterday. New shirts are right here. Zach is repping them right now. It is a uh, nice guys. It's it's a workout shirt right now. Ooh, I I have the second logo right now. We have new mugs as well, so you can see the other logo right here. Um, seat at the T with the paw print. Um, obviously, I'm a gra Ohio University graduate, so with the Rufus's <laughs> paw print, the Bobcat. This is more of a like cotton shirt. They're gonna be really nice. This is just a prototype. But if you want one of these, we can we can definitely ship them to you for twenty bucks. If you're here in town, they're fifteen. Come get one, please. Um, our website, seatatthetea.com. Go check that out any time of the day. We have new articles that we're dropping tonight and tomorrow. I want to thank my best friend Sam Gar all the way out in San Diego, and then Brett Soup Campbell in Denver, Colorado. They are writing right now articles for the preview of different divisions in the MLB. Uh, we have the AL Central should be dropping tonight. The NL Central was dropped a couple weeks ago, so check that out. Um, other than that. Zach's on tonight. So let me introduce Zach before we get, dive into things. If he looks familiar and you're, and you're in the Columbus area, you've definitely seen this guy at Pine House. The best bar for the last four or five years, right? Uh, so we're going on for our fifth year. Hopefully we win it this year. We're still in voting. Uh, I don't know exactly when the poll gets announced, but it'll be the fifth year, and it's been since the first day we opened. We have one best bar. That's amazing. It's pretty cool. Zach Frid, that's Rid with an F. <laughs> Zach Frid is joining yeah, us. He's a... Uh, went to Kent State and Ohio State, so he's got the Golden Flash and the Buckeyes in his blood. All Ohio. His sports fandom, though, is a little <laughs> all over the place, folks. Uh, he grew up in North Carolina. He did, yeah. He loves Duke basketball. Go Blue is Devils. that the reason why? Yeah, I was born at Duke University Hospital. Okay. Uh, my whole family's from there, so just had to stick with the roots, man. That makes sense. That makes sense. And then yeah. you grew up here in Columbus in Dublin area. I so did. So you have the Ohio State mm -hmm. Buckeyes running through your veins. You obviously went to school here, too. Yep. And then you're wrapping the Cavs hat. I love my Cavs. And then people that will be joining us later, hopefully. He is a diehard Steelers fan, folks. Trust me. It happens, guys. Sometimes the best <laughs> get away from me, right? Sometimes the best get away from you. you. Know, some of us make good choices in life. Yeah, you have, you've been I blessed. I mean, right that. now, in, in your life right now, the Cavs are about as good as they'll ever be. Yep. yep. The Steelers are about as good as they'll ever be because after this tandem of Bell, Roethlisberger, and Brown leave, yeah. It could be some dark years. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you were there during Maddox. That was a bad time to be was, I was very young. I was very <laughs> young. And then uh, on top of that, 
the Buckeyes are all, I mean, just destroying everything right now. Oh, so whether they're basketball or football, I mean, yeah. basketball's back finally and football's always Thank been Thank God. Yeah, yeah. For, for real, absolutely. No, it's been a great time to be a sports fan. Uh, 2014 was a great year great for me. Great year for you, absolutely. Uh, Duke Blue Devils and Ohio State winning that game. Um, that was awesome. Absolutely. So guys, Zach Fred joining us. This is his first time being on the podcast. We're going to dive into three subjects. We're talking about March Madness. We're going to go real in-depth with that. Uh, then we got the NFL we're talking about free agent signings, the biggest signings, and he's going to talk about the Steelers a little bit. Yep. For all you Pittsburgh people out there, press that share button. And we're going to finish up with the Cavs. Right now the Cavs are playing the Toronto Raptors, the team of the north, Mr. Yep. Drake. He's a huge ambassador up there. They're playing very well right now. Both teams will make the playoffs and possibly could see each other, so we'll talk about that a little bit as well. So the Eastern Conference Finals are going to happen right there. You think so? I think so, yeah. Bold statement. Yeah. Bold statement. So let's dive into things. March Madness just happened. The first two rounds Round of 64 and the round of 32 just ended for this week coming up. We have the Sweet 16, excuse me, mm -hmm. and the Elite Eight. Zach, what is the biggest surprise and story you've seen from the opening weekend? Um, all right. The biggest surprise has obviously got to be UMBC yes. against uh, Virginia. Yes. That was just a mind-blowing game. 16 over 1. First Never time. happened? Never happened. What are they like? It's like 100 and... It was a, they were 135 and 0. Yeah. One seeds were going into that game. That was the last time. That was the last one seed to play in the first round too. Yeah, and it was just fitting that they had to lose that game. Yeah, I mean it makes sense being Virginia. Obviously, a great defensive team, but they had no ability to score, and you saw that in that game. I mean, UMBC was able to just stay with them the entire time. So, is that you're gonna go with the biggest surprise? I'd say that's my. No, I'd say the biggest surprise would probably be Arizona losing. I just think that was just such a mind-blowing game, everyone calling them to win the national championship. A lot. I mean, both that whole region there, that whole south region, the one on the top left, I mean, you had storylines going everywhere. You had Virginia losing. It was the first time, and maybe one of the last times we'll ever see that in our yeah. lifetime. You, were you and I were talking about that before the podcast came on. It was just bound to happen. It, yeah, it just it, if you felt like it was going to happen from the start of the game. Like, oh, from the start of the game, but I'm saying like it was, It felt every year like, oh, is this the year the one seed's going to lose? It's yeah. always a question going in like, all right, who's going to win the national championship, and is this the year the number one seed goes down? Oh, yeah. And going into that game, everyone's always talked about the past one seeds. When Wichita State was undefeated, when Gonzaga was undefeated, these are the weakest one seeds we've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Those teams can shoot the ball and score. The problem with Virginia is they don't score the ball. They don't. They go. They don't. They do not move the ball quick. They they slow the tempo down and they score under sixty points pretty much every game. Yeah, I, I mean it just reminds me of some of those, uh, excuse me, old Wisconsin teams that just relied so much on defensive play and then you just had that three shot every now and then, but it wasn't like you were racking up points. It it blows my mind to to think that they came in that game and everyone had them and Michigan State in the championship. Uh, yeah, uh, and especially watching them in that ACC tournament game against uh, UNC, I just didn't feel like they were high powered. They, you know, like you, you always want to walk into this tournament with having a particular team picked out that's just like a standout. Well, they never had any star players. They play well as a team. Don't get no. me wrong. Playing well as a team right now is huge. But yeah. if you don't have any go-to guys and you slow the ball down as much as they do, it's frustrating. I guarantee, being a Virginia Cavalier fan, what's going on at halftime? You're tied at 21 with this team. Out of Baltimore County. Seriously. It sounds like a city school. You find out the school's actually very high in academics. <laughs> they get these guys that are little, they're the point guard's 5'8. Uh, yeah. He's shorter than me. Yeah. I'm like, this kid weighs 135 pounds, he looks like. His father's walking down the, the aisle with his big fat head. You remember that? Showing the crowd, I'm like, that's what I wanted my dad to be. The March Madness tournament, you got this guy coming up and down the, 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 the aisle, putting his, his face out there like that. I mean, that story itself has to be the number one. 
But going, like you said, Virginia or uh, Kentucky losing to Buffalo, DeAndre Ayton with all the scandal going on with the NCAA and the FBI. Yeah. I mean, that team just didn't walk in with their full roster. But that's no excuse. You're going against... You're going against Buffalo. The last time a team from the MAC won a game, they went to the Sweet 16. That was my Ohio Bobcats when I was a senior in high school. That's 2012. Yeah, 2012 at that point, March 2012. Another great story in that South Division is that uh, Louisville, Chicago... Loyola, excuse me. Loyola, Chicago team. Sister Jean, she's been with the team for 50-plus years. Last time they went that far was in 61, where that team won the national championship. Do you know who they beat? Who? Cincinnati. Do you know who's on that team? Oh, man. Uh, Oscar Robinson. You're joking. I swear to God. That's, in, that's incredible. She was on the sideline for that. She, she, does, a, she, does, she does a prayer every game, every game before the game and wants to like, carry this team. And the, and the players love her. They all give her hugs after the game. Like, thank you, Sister Jean, for coming. They always say, like, she's the reason why we're winning these games because she's got a connection with God. What do you think she's doing down there? I don't. I, she loves basketball. That's her favorite sport. She literally loves watching college basketball. I think it's the coolest thing. Like you've never seen these college guys love a, a nine-year-old woman so much in their life, and she's just always there. Like the way the, the way they won the first game against Buffalo or um, Miami, excuse me, the one on a buzzer beater. Yeah. And they showed her face. They had the reaction. They had a camera on her the whole game, and they had a buzzer beater. She was just like, "Oh my god, we won this game!" And then they won another, another buzzer beater and beating uh, Tennessee. I'm like, this this is the team of destiny right now. Hey man, if they make it past that Sweet Sixteen, that's gonna be incredible. Who are they playing? They gotta Nevada? play. Te- they play Nevada. Nevada's a team of destiny too. Nevada and Gonzaga, the two last teams in the West. Well, that game against Texas just really kind of blew my mind. That they came back. Yeah, I you just didn't. I didn't see that happening. It just showed a lot about. And then for them to make it to the Sweet Sixteen as well. Oh yeah. Oh excuse me. It just shows a lot about this uh, that Nevada team, especially at the seventh seed. Nevada man. didn't have a lead the entire second half until they tied it up to force overtime. Against Texas? Against Texas, yeah. yeah. And then Tennessee, or uh, Cincinnati, excuse me, they're down 22 points, which is the largest comeback in the round of 32 to force a Sweet 16 berth. I'm amazed at that. That's amazing itself. Um, Another big storyline I want to have, not on a good side, is Purdue. Big Haas, their center, ends up breaking his elbow. That just was a bummer, especially for the Big Ten in general. But the Big Ten started out, though. I mean, you got to realize, looking at the Pac-12, they couldn't do any harm. The Pac-12 was 0-3 and out of the tournament before yeah. Kentucky can even blink, or like, uh, Arizona could blink, excuse me, going into Friday. So going into the Friday afternoon games, the first day of Friday, the Pac-12 was already out. Bobby, you got to stop putting beer in these mugs, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no, I mean... And the Pac-12, I mean, isn't the Pac-12 supposed to be one of the best leagues in college basketball the right now? champions. Yeah. That's, well, the, that's their mean, motto. Come on, man. But in Arizona, is going to show up like that. I don't care what the rest of their record was. You're going to tell me the top dog isn't going to That's fine. pull out all the stops and win their first round game? It's Come on. It's the, the, yeah, they were. I mean, that, that team lost. But even before that, though, UCLA got knocked out in the playing games. I mean, they both went 0-2 in the playing games. But yeah. then Purdue, Purdue wins the first game. Every Big Ten school went 4-0 in the first round. But then that Purdue had the Haas break his elbow, and he came back in the game, though. It was a crazy thing. He broke Ooh, his elbow. That? Yeah, it was an eight-minute mark left. They were up by 20 points. Breaks his elbow, comes back in the game, and plays. I think he has a couple points as well on a block. Then the game ends. They, they, they do the x-rays, and they realize, oh, wow. He broke it. And the NCAA says he's done for the, de- or done for the rest of the tournament. He's still hopeful to come back. Um, another big story is Cincinnati in general. This is a disappointment, though. 
What is Xavier and Cincinnati dipping out in the round of 32? Oh, man, that makes sense. They're not a true Ohio team. Oh, my God. You're, <laughs> such, a, you're such a hater. The problem I have with that, though, is the people in Cincinnati are saying that the city's cursed. It's bad coaching. Well, who, who did we just pull uh, Ohio State's new coach uh, from? Butler. Oh. Holtman. I always keep thinking it's Xavier for some reason. I mean, they you haven't heard about Cincinnati when what they what was the highest uh, rank they got fifth in the nation this year? Yeah, but still fifth in the nation's better than most teams. I mean, I don't disagree, but it's a mid-season ranking. It's right. You know, I mean, they, they they got cold at the wrong time. They they blew a, Cincinnati blew a twenty-two point lead against Nevada, and Xavier ended up blowing a eleven point lead to Florida State, and Florida State's now dancing. So, what's the biggest disappointment you saw? You can go with Arizona still. I, I mean, I just think it's Arizona. You're just gonna. I mean, they're not, they're not even my pick to win the tournament, but I just feel like, you know, you're sitting here watching all these journalists. It's, yeah. it's Arizona. It's Arizona they're calling, and just to watch them flop like that is, it's, it's funny. It's classic. All right, so you're a huge Duke fan. I love my Duke, uh, Duke Blue Devils. Yeah. All right, so how confident are you moving forward now? They have a huge game against Syracuse Ooh. coming up. That's an old-school Big East game. Uh, Bayheim versus Shevsky. Hall of Fame versus Hall of Fame. I mean that's a huge game. I, I first off, I don't even understand why Syracuse is in the uh, in the dance. Yeah, in the tournament right now. That just kind of blows my mind still. Okay, but I mean I'm I'm pretty confident. Looking at this field, like we're we're bound for Final Four. I just think it makes sense at this point. Uh, I, you know Marvin Bagley, ah, dude, we're we're gonna be lights out. Plus you got Coach K walking into that. If he wins an national championship, does he retire? No, no. How not? Okay, no. you gotta look at no. him. Just because he's got black hair does not mean he's young. He's in his seventies. He's old. He's fine. He loves those guys. They, oh he's always God. he's always taking a time to leave off because he's hurt. Or he's, I mean, he's like back is killing him. He's hurt. He's dying over there on the sideline. Yeah, he's he's. How he's many more years does he have? Those a question. Uh, oh, it can't be more than five. I don't know. He, he won his first national championship in ninety. Two. Yeah, ninety two. Was it ninety two? I thought he won one like eighty eight. No, because he had a dude. He was actually supposed to be fired in the beginning of like the end of the eighties, early nineties. Holy smokes! So he never imagine? actually won a championship until Christian Leitner came around. And then Leitner went back to back to back to back Final Fours. Yeah, but we lost to like UNLV one year, and I think it might have been like NC State or something. I don't know. I might be confusing that. But either way, like, I mean, he's only been relevant for. What thirty years now? Okay, that's a long ass. That's time. a long time to be a coach. You've been. <laughs> I mean, let me let me let me look up some coaches' Shevsky stuff, just so just so we don't get confused. But for if you win a national championship, you want to go out and be a winner, like go out on the top of your pedestal. I think he has a. I mean, I don't know. I think he's got a few more years left. He's seventy one years old. He just turned seventy one. I'm talking about this as a homer. I don't want to ever see the guy leave. You leave, he's done. Okay, so he was. At, he's been a Duke since nineteen eighty. Yeah. His first national championship was in 91, 92, okay. 01, 2010, and 2015 was your last one. Yeah. That, yeah. God, that 15 one was incredible. Yeah, that was when you guys beat Wisconsin. Yeah. And we had that, uh, God, I can never remember his name, but he looked like a leprechaun. Tyus? Yeah, Tyus. He plays for the Timberwolves yep. now, doesn't he? Is it Tyus Young? Is that his name? Tyus Young. Yeah, Tyus the Cavs Young. drafted, and I was super excited because we had, it did. we were going to have Kyrie and then him. Yeah, both Duke guys, and then all... Didn't you have, um, wasn't, who's your, who's the white one team now? Wasn't, oh, uh, Grace now. Wasn't that his coming out card that year too? Was he? Kind of, I mean, wait. I'm pretty sure he came off the bench that year. 
Yeah, he was a freshman. Yeah. And yeah. he was huge minutes coming off and playing. I'm like, wow, this kid's a stud. Yeah, and then he turned and into a royal asshole. Stop it. Grayson Allen's my dog. I love the guy. He wins me a bunch of... He doesn't win me a bunch of games, and he wins our team a bunch of But he games. plays the game the right way. He plays a hard nose and like how Draymond Green plays it. Everyone hates Draymond Green, but you got to respect him. No, no I, I agree It's a little that. dirty, but look at the... Ba- you were talking about back- basketball back in the 90s. Who hated Leitner? Everyone Oh, else. he is Christian Leitner. Grayson Allen is the new age Christian Leitner. you got to love him, though. you got to respect it. I think he's a great kid. I mean, to be honest, I think he just competes. I think he just wants to win. He wants to win. And I, I just, you know, you... you like nowadays, social media and all that stuff, everyone's everyone sees everything. So. so let me ask you a question: How happy were we that North Carolina got not only beat but beat like got blown oh, out by man. Texas A&M? Dude, first off, because, the worst part was well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was gonna say because I'm a diehard Big Ten fan, so I hate seeing any of my schools go out. Yeah. Even though, even Michigan, because Michigan and Ohio State are rivals on the football field. I can't call it a basketball rivalry yet. Nah, I but can't. you guys are basketball rivals. That's yeah. You're not. Oh, I'm going to the Duke foot, North Carolina <laughs> football game. I hate North Carolina. Okay, sure, but no one really cares about it until it's it's basketball season. What's funny about that is being from North Carolina. When I see UNC be like great at football, and I see Mitch Trubisky getting drafted, yeah, actually, I I get excited about that. And I remember they're the Tar Heels, and I have to go shit. I can't do that, my bad. But no, watching them lose like that was incredible. Especially, I mean, after that national championship last year. I mean, that just sucks. I mean, it, it, when it comes to basketball in North Carolina, like, that's all those people. That's all I care there. about, yeah. And seeing them leave, it was awesome. Uh, what sucked more was that ACC uh, championship. They won that, didn't they? No, the semifinals when you guys lost to North Carolina, you're talking about? Yeah, that's and then they, they then Virginia won the ACC. They went? Virginia won? Mm-hmm. I missed that. All right. but They uh, lost twice the whole year. Virginia? Yeah, until they lost UMBC, which is their third loss. <laughs> That blows my mind. <laughs> That's okay. That like that team was <laughs> like not only were they a number one seed though. I'm sorry to go back on this again, but they were the number one overall seed. <laughs> the UMBC. Okay, here's another stat I love saying this. Virginia scored 53 points total in that game. Yeah. UMBC right here. It's on the side. Mm-hmm. UMBC scored a total of 51 in the second half. That's amazing. How does that happen? I don't know how that happens. You go when you go when absolute. It was in the second half with eight minutes to go. Where I looked at my my best friend Ben who came down. And I said, "UMBC's winning this ball game because Virginia isn't making the turnup yet. Like they're not they're not pressing yet. And like you can't play your style of basketball down by 12, 15 points. You have to, you really have to switch on to another gear. And yeah. they didn't do it. They did not switch it up at all. Unfortunately for them, they got bounced out, and was, brackets were busted. Oh, destroyed. I felt like they were destroyed. There was one guy I served at Arch City the next night. Yeah. I was like, how crazy was that? He goes, I called that. I no said, way. He pulled up his bracket. I said, listen, 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 listen. I have a picture on my phone. I'll show you after the podcast. <laughs> okay, okay. He goes, look at this. He had Kansas State playing UMBC and Kansas State moving on. I said, is this a BS bracket? He goes, no, I got Duke winning at all. It's my work bracket. And I said, okay, I got to see the bracket. Shows it to me. I'm like, okay, I'm a believer. That's He's insane. like, I'm destroying everyone right now. I said, not only that, because, yeah, sure, it's only one game, but you're you're getting points the rest of the way when no one else is getting points. Yeah. That that was amazing, that one. Oh, um, that's incredible. So what stories are you looking forward to this weekend for the round of six, or the Sweet 16 and then the Elite Eight? Oh, oh you, you know what it is. My Blue Devils, we're okay. going to straight to the Final Four. That field is so wide open right now. I mean, the only teams I'm really afraid of are Gonzaga, because I think they're the one of the only complete teams. Yeah. I mean, I like that Nevada team, having watched them play. I mean, who do you have left? Do you have Kansas left? Kansas on your side. And then then uh, What about Nova? 
I think Nova's going to get out of the, out of the top right in the East Division. I think K- Kentucky and Gonzaga are going to be in the Final Four. I think that's going to be dangerous. I mean, I think that Kentucky team's always terrifying. They always get good recruits, yep. and then you have. Um, Calipari, Calipari yep. John Calipari, and he's a great coach. He's a motivator. He knows what he's doing. And I mean, I'm scared. I'm that Villanova team. They've been great this year, and especially since they won that national championship, they just keep coming back every time. It's so. unbelievable how they do that, though. Yeah. I mean, the Big East, the new Big East, yeah. not the old one where you the matchup between you and Syracuse is. But I mean, they were in the old Big East with you guys. Yeah, they, they were like the bottom half. But now you guys leave, they can get recruits and stay in that Philadelphia area and really much bomb squad because no one wants to go to the ACC and play. That's a that's a slaughterhouse. The ACC is disgusting. I mean, you look at it right now. You have Florida State. Yep. Clemson, mm-hmm. Duke, and Syracuse, four teams in the Sweet 16. Is that it? And you should have That's UNC. It, yeah. UNC is a good enough team. Oh, yeah. They should be in that uh, Sweet 16 right now. And I'm looking at that. I mean, you got to realize, like, that is great basketball. That four of the, That's one quarter of the whole tournament left is from the ACC. Now, obviously, you're going to have at least one of them lose because they're playing each other in this yeah. matchup. I'm looking at the coaching matchup, so like you said, you have Shevsky going against Bayheim right here for a sweet or Elite Eight berth. Bill Self is still alive in Kansas. Yeah. Beeline in Michigan. I think Beeline's one of the great coaches of all time. He just knows how to make a tournament team. He he knows the start the season starts at 0 and 0 at that point. Yeah. We're good enough to make it here. Who cares about the rap in the past? Win now. If you look at that team back in uh the fall when you know those you know those Ohio State matchups. Those Ohio, those uh, Michigan Ohio State games for once were determining what was going to happen in yep. the majority of the Big Ten. Yep. And when you go into that Big Ten tournament, Ohio State and Michigan aren't far apart from each no. other. But when you leave that tournament, Michigan's on top. On top, they won the Big Ten the last two years in the tournament. They've been the hottest team going into it, and this year was a little different because they had a whole week off in between. Yeah. It was like a whole week and then another. So it was pretty much two weeks before they played again. Obviously, it didn't hurt them at all. You have Gonzaga. Mark Few out there in the West does a job that no one else can do. He's been oh, offered yeah. money everywhere to go. He doesn't want to leave because that's his hub. Spokane, Washington. He's a poor man's Kevin Bacon, by the way. You think so? Oh, yeah. Look it up, man. We have a picture of him and Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Coach, you can okay, right? That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I got you. And then uh, you got, obviously, Calipari. Yeah. And then you got the storylines with Nevada and Chicago. So all these left, though, I mean, you have some great coaches, some great players that are hungry still. I mean, we're going to have some upsets going into this. We're going to have either a 7 or 11 seed or a 5 and 9 seed in the lead 8 or going into a Final Four. Yeah. I mean, that itself is an upset. Other than that, we still have all the 1 seeds besides that Florida State, but you could still have Michigan. Michigan goes or a 3 seed. Gonzaga is a team who's a 4 seed, lost 4 times this year, who was in the championship last year. They're still a good enough team, like you said. Most complete team, in my opinion. I don't think they're a 4 seed at all. No, it's BS. Yeah, and it's, it's just, I mean, looking at that first game, yeah, you saw some hiccups and like that occurred, but I mean they drove right when they got to the final seconds. They're driving that team straight into victory. Like they're they're just taking over the game. They're they're studs, absolute studs. I so, would not doubt them at all. So right now Zach has Duke in his final four, winning it all. Yeah, I still have Duke in my championship, but winning it all as well. Um, I guess we could talk about that once the final four gets here. I'm down. Um, Let's fast forward now. Let's go to the NFL. We're a long, long way away from. Uh, yeah, you got me talking about sport. Now I'm happy. Now, now <laughs> he's a diehard Steelers fan, guys. If you're watching this and you're a Steelers fan, comment because we're talking about who the Steelers need to draft a little Ooh. bit later. Now, but let's talk about the biggest signee after free agency. Okay. Uh, who, in your opinion, is that? 
So I got I got two, and one's kind of off the walls. Um, I really think Tyron Matthews is one of my favorites right now. Houston. Uh, I just think, I mean, when you look at that Houston defense, you have so many playmakers on it. Um, I mean, just starting with Jadavion and J.J. Watt. Uh, and they have some good uh, um, secondary play, like at least enough. They have uh, Joseph, um, their cornerback. I can't Jonathan remember. Joseph. Jonathan Joseph. Next bangle. Um, he's a great player. I mean, the D-line studs. Their whole defensive yeah. front, that, that helps their defensive backs oh, tremendously. Yeah. Uh, and just adding Tyron Matthew, I think, brings a lot of like great nickel play and great safety play to them. Uh, just being able to have a stud in that secondary, I think, really adds a lot. And then my next one, um, the Chargers are signing Pouncey from uh, Miami. Really? Mm-hmm. And I think just getting a great center on that O-line uh, will really let uh, Melvin Gordon just burst free a little bit more. I mean, obviously we saw... Uh, excuse me, a great year from him this year. But uh, if you just give Phillip Rivers a little bit more time and give that running game a little bit more opportunities, everything's going to burst wide open. I mean, if you look at Keenan Allen, the only thing holding that kid back is injuries. Yeah. I mean, if you let him play for a whole season, I guarantee he puts up top top ten, top six numbers. But my question with San Diego is, how many more years do you have the leash on Phillip Rivers before you give up and move on? I mean, look at all the quarterback play across the league. I mean, Phillip Rivers is considered a young guy when you look at Big Ben, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady. Did they come in around the same time, though? Uh, he's big. Uh, Phillip Rivers was drafted alongside Big Ben yep. and Eli Manning in 2004. But uh, I just think when you look at them, when you look at Phillip, he has a He's never been injured. He's not doing sure, a lot always of messed up, always messed up. But he's not doing a lot of postseason play. <laughs> oh yeah, because uh, he's not good enough. I mean, I would look at their team more than anything. I mean, I, I don't think Philip Rivers is a stud by no means, but I think he at least knows how to play quarterback in the NFL. Okay, fair enough. So you think they could be on the rise? I think the stock in San Diego's rise or LA, excuse me, South LA. Yeah, I think if you build that O line, which is what is happening with Pouncey, and if you build that defense, what do they have? Uh, they have great cornerback play, uh, Casey Howard, uh, Jason Veverett. Um, they have uh, Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa, the who's their out- other outside edge dresser? Um, I can't remember. The thing name. is with the, with San Diego, or I can't say San Diego. It's L.A. But yeah, with, I with them, I think it all starts with quarterback play. And I don't think Philip Rivers has the ability to push him far. I think they start out like six and six every year. Well, I mean, you. Look a lot at that. Um, the way Philip Rivers plays, he's a big arm downfield, and I don't really wouldn't really call him like a person to pick apart a defense. But if, in my opinion, once you build a run game, look at any quarterback in the NFL. If you can build around that play action and that ability to hit a deep ball, I think your your offense just opens up. And sure. if you give Philip Rivers that chance, I mean, the last person he had was LT, and look at what he did with LT. True, but LT it was what oh seven. I mean, yeah, LT That's was eleven years ago. <laughs> one of the greatest running backs to ever time, play. Yeah, I don't want to call Melvin Gordon that by no means, but I think if you give Melvin Gordon more running lanes and the ability to be a run first offense, it's going to allow their play to open up a lot, and I think that starts with Philip Rivers. So, so I'm lo- I'm looking at the biggest signees is pretty much San Francisco as a whole. Whatever Lynch is doing over there in the West Coast is he knows what he's doing. He knows what he wants, and he goes yeah. after it. You set it up last year midseason with Garoppolo. Yeah. Jimmy G coming out from the Patriots. Right there itself, seeing him play the last four or five games and win every ball game, 
that puts a fire into that team. Like, we're going to win and we're going to win now. I oh, could give a yeah. – they don't care about the draft pick because they, they were in lock to get one or two. Yeah. They were fighting with the Browns at that point. They are like one and nine or whatever it was. He comes in, they win every game. Now you got Goodwin oh, stepping up. They have Jared McKinnon running back. That's I, a huge pickup for them. I really like that pickup, to be honest. I think it's. I think Jared McKinnon is a great player. I just think he's never been given a full opportunity. They got Pierre that. Garçon. Now that's going to be iffy. I do think they go after a receiver probably the second or third round. Yeah. But defensive wise, they are loading up. Yeah. They just got uh, uh, cornerback for the uh, oh, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. Thank you. Yeah. I can think of his name. Uh, they're going to be studs over there, and that itself, he brings an attitude with him from Seattle with a winning winning ways. He has a ring on his finger. Yeah. Hey, guys, follow me. We'll win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, that itself right there. Then they have a whole draft class coming up because they're still going to be top 15 picks every single round. That brings a lot. I mean, yeah, they're, I think uh, they're going to uh, bump up into about the 8-8 eight, eight eight range. You think so? Yeah, I mean, I can see it. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a great quarterback. I think, they, I think they win 10. I think they win the division. I mean, look at that smile, man. He's crushing already. Oh, my God. Dude, dude, <laughs> no. Dude's a winner on and off the field when it comes to women or if it comes to football. <laughs> Guy hasn't lost a starting game. When he started, when he started nah. a football game, he's not lost. I mean, and I just think that shows a lot, like, to be able to put a uh, player that young into the game and just, I mean, especially on a team that didn't have a win all season, you drop him in and it's an automatic victory. Yeah. Uh, I just that shows a lot about his character and what he brings to the table. I mean, it's already been proven he can throw the ball well, yep. he can run an offense. I think if you just give him a lot of key players around him, and I think Jarek McKinnon's a great player to put around him too. Yep. Uh, more than Carlos Hyde, I, I mean, I love Carlos Hyde. He's right? in Cleveland. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I don't know how I feel about that yet. We'll see. I mean, it's gonna be weird seeing him. I don't. I I still think they're a long way away. I think their draft is just going to matter so much. I don't. So, I don't care how many holes you fill, free agency wise. You need to. You need to draft players. You need to use your picks yep. to better your team. And I mean, if in my opinion, if Saquon Barkley's sitting there, you take him. Okay, so that's my next question. So if we did this, teams to watch out for after free agency. We can move to the draft. What do the Browns do with the first pick? Do you take Saquon? Because a lot of people are saying take Donald because he's not going to be sitting there. They're saying all these teams are moving up. The Bills are quietly moving up now. Uh, Indianapolis is moving back, taking picks in smartly. Yeah. The Jets are right there. To be honest, my favorite quarterback in this draft right now is Baker Mayfield. I mean, I like some of these other players like Josh Rosen. You've been high on Baker. Why do you like Baker so much? I, I love his attitude. I think attitude's a big thing in the NFL. I think you got to want to win. I don't think intangibles are everything. Like, you know, okay. Josh Allen can throw the football what is it, 60 yards from his knees or something like that? Yeah, but so did Jamarcus Russell. I mean, exactly. That doesn't help me with anything. Yeah. It just shows me that you can throw the ball really far. I want to see that you want to win, and I love that about uh, Baker Mayfield. But Would you I, say all these quarterbacks are winners, though, coming out? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would say a lot of them, yeah. I mean, you're coming from a big-name school. Yep. Uh, you got to have the drive. I mean, especially to even be considered a uh, first-round talent, especially top ten. You're obviously bringing something to the tables. Uh, I mean, I like Sam Darnold, but I agree with a lot of the things about his mechanics are a little bit bad. I mean, I'm no QB technician, but I just think he doesn't have that like it factor that a lot of players or a lot of coaches are looking for, and I think that's something that Baker has. Um, I mean, I've to be honest, I would waste my pick first round or uh, first overall pick on Saquon Barkley. I think he's proven he's a talent. I mean, you know what you're getting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said before, when we were talking about other teams, 
I think running game is so important, and if you have someone you can hand the ball off to, I mean, look what happened with Dallas and Zeke. You take Dak Prescott, who was a, what was he, a fourth or third, third round fourth pick? Fourth round, yeah. I mean, watching him at Mississippi State, I would have never have assumed any of but that But he got happen. lucky with the offensive line. You can't overthink that. Yes, the quarterback is the main part of any team, but the reason why they're so good is because the offensive line. Why has Tom Brady been this good for so long? Why has Big Ben been so good for this long? Because his offensive line takes care of him. But yeah. Whether Big Ben's running around with his head cut off in the, like a chicken in the back of the uh, in the pocket or outside the pocket, waiting for Antonio Brown to get open, his offensive line is making the making the defense have to work two seconds longer. That tires out a defensive back, and guess who's open? Yeah, forty yards downfield in a sea of nothing. You're talking about Le'Veon, Le'Veon or Antonio Brown will get an open. That's the thing, though. These offensive linemen are so underappreciated, in my opinion. Look at Russell Wilson. Every time he does something good, thank you, offensive line, for helping me out. Yeah. I mean, no, I 100% agree. I think I think uh, you build your team around the uh, O line, and that's why it's a bummer he, he, for the Browns. That that's why they're so. Thomas. That's why they're so. Yeah, and Joe Thomas. I think that's such a huge thing moving forward. Like people don't understand to have an offensive lineman play that long and not miss a play. That's incredible. A play. He's the only time he ever missed a play is when he got hurt and he never came back. Especially for left tackle. That's. I mean, that's your blind side. Yeah. That is what you need. That's the guy you need to pay the most money on every team. That's why they do get paid the most. Yeah, and to be that good for that long is amazing. I mean, Wisconsin, brother. Oh God, yeah, unbelievable. So I mean, I, I think the Browns need to worry about that. Yeah, they're getting they got these quarterbacks looking at Donald Allen, Rosen, Mayfield. I like Jackson out of Louisville. He's a winner. You're talking about winning attitudes. The guy does everything right. He says everything right. Yeah, that's Heisman strip too. He ne- imagine him with a team. Louisville not is not a team. So I was actually uh, reading the other day that his efficiency went up when he was in a pro style. Pro style, yes, that's what I was gonna get at. He is the same size as Andy Dalton. Everyone's yeah. too small. No, he's not. I, I don't think so at all. He's way more mobile. Uh-huh. You get him in a in a pro style offense. What like you just said, when he plays in a pro style offense, he's better. Yeah, everything's adding up here for me. One, two, and three. Draft the kid. I I just don't. I wouldn't want to pull a trigger on him. And it's such a high draft position. I understand that, but but I'm saying is if you don't get your quarterback that early, you could still fall back. There's a lot of quarterbacks on the table. So why not why not pull you know a little uh, what was that movie the Browns did with the draft draft day draft day Johnny Manziel? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just go with uh, kind of switch up and just you know pull Saquon up top, go with someone like. Minka Fitzpatrick or uh, who is Bradley Chubb? It's a Denzel Ward too with the Ohio State cornerback. They're saying he's his drafts draft stock's pretty high. Or you can even trade that and get more picks, switch picks with somebody. So you'd rather trade down and end up with more picks? Well, as I think Saquon. In my opinion, if if I've talked to all my Browns fans and I and I've talked to people at the bars and stuff, for them to say some of them some of them are crazy enough to say they don't even want Saquon. That's I think that's what that's crazy. They're saying Nick Chubb's as good as a talent. No, he's not. If he was, he'd be up there in the top ten draft pick, but he's not. When's the last time we saw a running back at number one? It's uh, been years. <sighs> Mario Williams took over Reggie Bush. Was that right? Yeah, that's that was, right. Houston took over. Oh my gosh, that's right. And that and, and then that guy got the 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 GM for the Houston uh, Texans ended up getting fired with that, but. After looking at the draft, that was the best draft pick right there. Mario Williams was the best guy on the board. He had no, the he best was. career. Especially after that, uh, he had a stellar combine, didn't he? Oh, yeah, that's why he got yeah. yeah, he, he had, had an un- ridiculous un- combine. Um, I mean, that's the issue, though. Is like, I mean, do you pass up generational talent? Like, they're looking at Miles Garrett last year. Did he have a great rookie season? But no, I think it's proven you can build a defense around him. Like, he has... 
he completely took the Browns' defense from being a 3-4 yep. and made it a 4-3 just because of his talent. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. The one he was on the field and healthy, he was great. The team played better. Yeah. Still won a bowl game. Yeah. 0-16 doesn't help. But I say draft Saquon. You have the four pick. People are going to want a quarterback at that point. You could trade down and still, again, I still don't think any, I don't, okay, so I don't think any of these quarterbacks are head over heels better than any of the other quarterbacks. That makes Who do sense. you take? That's what I was going to say. So you could drop down and one of these guys will be there. Even if you're looking at Mason Rudolph from Oklahoma State. Oh, man. That guy plays in a pro-style offense and throws the ball like crazy with Gundy. He, I mean, he's got a cannon. He's too. got a cannon. So I'm saying, like, you could draft him in the second round, get a pick and trade down, and you could still have guys you're waiting for at the end of the first round. I just like the idea, I'm, as a, I'm a Steelers fan trying to help out the Browns right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? All the, all the Browns fans, man. That's just uh, a sad thing. It's okay. I'm here for you guys. I went 16. looks you're, bad for You're here kid. for them for two wins yeah. every year, right? Yeah. That's what you're here for. That's exactly what I'm here for. Uh, I mean, I would just rather stock up on high talent. Like I, It's not even a question about depth anymore. You guys don't even have the ability to win. So yeah. why not go in and provide yourself with grade A talent? I mean, you already have Tyrod Taylor. You've already put money into him. Yeah. You have backups on the team. You got two stud running backs now with Duke and Carlos Hyde. Yeah, I would. Dra- I mean, I would draft uh, Saquon, and then I would go into defensive mode and look at like Minka Fitzpatrick or Bradley Chubb. They just got Jarvis Landry. They're th- thinking about getting a Terrell Fryer back, and having him and Coleman. Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman, Jarvis Landry, and Terrell Pryor. I would, I wouldn't ever imagine I would say those names together. And I've already been on record for saying that Josh Gordon and Terrell Pryor, in my opinion, would be the greatest uh, tandem. The, oh God, yeah, you have two guys over six five. They're both running they're four five. Yeah, they're huge, and they're both just skyrocketing for balls. They have bodies like Calvin. Put them together and see what happens. I mean, yeah, and then you got a quarterback with Tyrod Taylor who, they, first off, they have to have a mobile quarterback when the starting quarterback of the year comes out because you can't have a quarterback sitting in there that can't be mobile behind that offensive line. I mean, you lost Joe Thomas. You have no idea what you're going into season with. Well, I have an idea. It's not pretty. You, you think Norwell? <laughs> no, I'm, saying, I'm, saying, I'm just saying, like, in your mind, like, it's not going to be pretty. Oh, Whatever yeah. it is, it's not going to be pretty no. because you're losing a guy, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He was a, he was a fucking stud. He was, he was a monster, a monster, yeah. an absolute monster. So I mean, good for him, great career. The Browns are gonna be hurting him. They don't. I don't think they understand how bad it is. So my, my, you could even draft an offensive lineman in the fir- fourth pick. And, and hey, if he's if there's some guy available, I haven't looked at O line at all yet. But if there's some guy available, I would take him just to replace Joe Thomas. Because if you're walking in that season with Joe Thomas, I give the Browns five to six wins. So I got two questions. Oh, okay. Wow. Holy. Oh shit. hell yeah! You're you're throwing that offense together. You have two top five picks. That's true. I mean, you should walk out with six wins, but you got huge. So that's what I'm saying. The next two questions before we go to your Steelers is, what's the projected final record of the Browns for this year? I have them taking uh, Saquon, and I would assume they're going to take a quarterback. I would give them five wins. I'd give them. You're giving them five more wins than they had last year. I mean, yeah, I think. So you're saying they finished five and eleven, probably dead last in the AFC North. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Baltimore, Pittsburgh, or Cincinnati are gonna be below five. You really don't think your Bengals are gonna be that I bad? I think be like Bengals are gonna be playoff playoff bound. <sighs> Let's not speak too fast. I'm telling you that right now. Don't okay. be don't be surprised. <laughs> don't be surprised. Does Hugh Jackson get fired? 
Dude, I kind of like him, to be honest. I think he's kind of a funny dude. He's, he's offensive mind, he's great. If, oh, he, yeah. if you let him just focus on it, but um, yeah, I think fire him. I think he's out. Okay. I think him and Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis got two year deal. That's a different. That's a different no, no, I'm excited. People are all <laughs> jump ho about how happy or how pissed they are about Marvin coming back. I am so happy. And I, I, will, I will throw that. Really? I can talk about this all day, folks. If you want to know why I'm so happy, there's a lot of reasons, but he's got full control now. This whole draft is going to be who he wants, not who Mr. Brown wants. His entire coaching staff is who, who he wants, not Mr. Brown wants. We can go Ken Zampezi last year, office coordinator. Marvin didn't want him. Yeah. He was fired after week two. That doesn't happen in the NFL. Name the last time a, a, an office, co- office coordinator was hired to be a, his first time office coordinator position and then gets fired two weeks later. That doesn't happen. No. It doesn't happen. They didn't lose control of the team at the end of the year after they lost to you guys. And I cried that night again. I saw you that night, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Last time. Yeah. I was going to say, last time, uh, what's it? Shazier was walking. Wait, that was the Monday night game he got hurt. That's how. Yep. I, yeah, I was there. Learn how to tackle, right. big boy. Oh, hold on. It was a clean tackle. It was a clean tackle. Like that. Well, why don't you wrap up first with you besides okay. your neck? Anyways. Would have been best middle linebacker in the league in one more that's year. That's fine. That's fine. He's a Buckeye. I'll root from all day. <laughs> but it's so hard. Anyways, moving to your Steelers now. They have a disappointing finish. <clears throat> Win the AFC North. Team's back. We got Brown. We got Roethlisberger. We got uh, Le'Veon Bell. We're, Ooh, we're hot in the playoffs. Yeah. We play the Jacksonville Jaguars. We get Blake Bortles. We're looking at the clock. <laughs> we're at home, and what happens? We, we lay stopped. an egg, and we score 42 points. Wait, wait, wait. Listen. We score 42 points, and we lose a game at home against Blake Bortles, and led by uh, Jacksonville Jaguars coming there. Win that game. After they win the wild card, yeah, and they're playing New England for a spot in the Super Bowl. That blew my mind. Holy shit. Can you believe, folks? That, that sucks to say again. Folks, <laughs> you, you want to reiterate that. You have a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame receiver, and if he keeps it up, a Hall of Fame running back, and they don't beat a team led by Blake Bortles. Ah, God, man. You just have to keep saying that. I will, say this, all day, I will say this all day long. I, I am, you know how happy I was that night? I literally went to bed and it was just like, you know what? Pittsburgh had the team again. And, and then you talk about Marvin Lewis. Sure, he can't get the job done. Oh, you're going to come at Mike Tomlin like I'm that? going at Mike Tomlin all day. He's got a ring, man. He's yeah, but whose team was that? Oh, right. Cowards. Yeah, it's Cowards. He inherited that team and won immediately. Okay, cool. What has he done since that? First round exits, second round exits. Went to the Super Bowl and lost with Big Ben. Man. In my opinion, Tomlin should have been fired years ago. Years ago, but you guys are so loyal. You guys are so loyal. I'll, I mean, all right, there is some. Um, I'm starting to kind of get a little paranoid about him. I'll say that you weren't thinking at all in the back of your head. Wow, what what is going on with our defense? Oh, you said two touchdowns on bombs, absolute hail marys. Against um, Jacksonville, there that saved that saved a huge blowout. I mean, I don't really hold that against Mike Tomlin. I mean, our defense, I would say, ever since Palomalu left. It kind of took a turn for the worst. Shazier was getting rebooted, though. I think Shazier's a monster. I th- I have said since he got drafted, he's going to be a top five middle linebacker. Everyone's he's too small, folks. It's all about what's in here. I mean, Literally, the, what's in here. The kid's a monster. Yep. He can cover. He's not the greatest at run uh, defense, but he at least plugs holes. He gets in there. He's fast as hell. Yep. He rushes the passer. He does. Everything he needs to do as a leader. That's why we have two middle linebackers. We got another dude to cover the run. Um, 
I mean, it's just been our safety play has been so bad. I mean, look, Mike Mitchell, stop calling people out, dude. You don't need to keep doing that, man. He went to school. He went to school to you. Matt, I mean, it obviously explains some things. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you guys learn how to play some football? I'll cover someone. He does. He, lo- he loves getting like uh, unnecessary roughness. Penalties. Oh God, man! I can't, I can't hey, but the, you guys lost that game going into Jacksonville, of course, because he said he was going into the game. He said, "I'm excited to play New England next week." Oh yeah, I mean, you looked ahead and that blew it right there. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. I. I just think that Jacksonville Jaguars team is lights out, and they're only really built for another two or three years because they're built off free agency yep. with that defense. And I think that's going to be a lot of issues that they have. Like, look at their wide receivers right now. They didn't. They let go of uh, Allen Hearns, Allen Robinson, and now I think their best wide receiver is Dante Moncrief. Yeah, they just they just signed him. That's a, I mean, I like can't... to call him Dante Moncrief, but that's just me. <laughs> Moncrief. Let's go to let's go to Jacksonville. Who was on there? I don't even know who's on their team right now. They got Fournette, obviously. Yeah, he's, he's a stud. The kid's a monster. I mean, with the way he runs, though, he's only got about five more years left. I mean, that's still a long shelf life. Yeah, Alan, Alan, Mercedes Lewis, obviously, and Marquise yeah. Lee. And Marquise Lee is a great talent. They'll, draft, really they'll draft a wide receiver, though. Who are they going to take? Amari Cooper? No, not Amari Cooper. Not Amari Cooper. Uh, you talking about the dude? Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Other Alabama wide receiver. Yeah. That's Amari fine. Cooper's I mean, in the trash. Th- you could turn anyone into a receiver. Like you see, wide receivers coming out of no-name schools that would be huge. Yeah, or oh, you could, yeah. Or just be left, be shelf level guys, and get them into coaching with NFL pros or NFL wide receiver coaches and turn them into studs. Yeah, I mean you see that all the time. But they have such a good running game; they don't need to worry about the receivers. And that's what happened to us when we went against them. I mean, taking out Ryan, it caused so many issues with our run defense and then we have no support play with the safety oh the secondary was so bad and that's exactly why we went morgan morgan burnett and uh free agency was because he has a lot of uh play at uh playing both safety positions and he's played inside linebacker he's done coverage as an outside linebacker the guy knows how to play uh on the line uh, one of our biggest issues has always been Gronk uh, when it comes to playing the pads. Oh, my God. He murdered you guys in that Sunday oh, night He game. just kills us. So to be able to have Burnett really adds a lot to the team. Um, I'm looking uh, when it comes to drafting. I mean, because we've got Bostic, too, from the Bears. Yep. And I think that's a great play. But he's, you know, not as fast as Shazier. He's not going to be as great in coverage. And you need to fill Shazier's role this year, too, because Shazier is going to be out the entire year. Oh yeah, I mean, I just hope to God he can walk again. Let alone. So he was. If you're if you're Shazier, uh, as you are a fan of Shazier, do you want him to play again? Uh, that's I mean, that's a hard question. I, I mean, I love watching the dude play. I just want him to be happy. Is what I want. Like, if he wants to just walk again, that's fine. I'd love to see him play. But that's a, you know that's that's him, man. Like, and, the, and the thing that I that I have am- amazement with him is the support. I mean, obviously you have this huge support from Pittsburgh. The, yeah. the fans in Steeler Nation are so loyal. It's awesome. Don't get me wrong; like he can walk in anywhere he wants the rest of his life in Pittsburgh, and they'll give him a standing ovation. Oh, hundred percent. Whether he won a ring or not, just the, what he has gone through. Yeah. He didn't feel his legs. You when he rolled over, he forced his body to come over. I remember watching on the TV, and the sound was off because I was working that night. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's weird. And then he held his back. And I'm like, oh, my God, he can't feel him. Yeah. Like, he couldn't feel his – I mean, imagine you just being here now. We walk every day. And for a moment, you hit somebody, roll over, and like, wow, I can't get up right now. It's, what? And I want to come back and play that game. I mean, I would never hold it against him because I mean, everyone's always saying, like, oh, he's got to cherish life now. But the dude has been uh, playing football 
what is he? He's got to be like 24, 25 now. Yeah. Well, the, I can check it out right now. The dude's been playing football for what? Since he was nine years old? 25 years old. He turns 26 in September. So, yeah. Get at me if you ever need a football trivia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we did win trivia that one time. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, but I just, like, you don't play your entire life something and then just try and not make a comeback. He's going to give it his all. He and wants to come back. I mean, if he, again, it's all heart. He's been doubted his entire career. Yeah. Too small. Yeah, he's got speed. He can't play his position in the NFL. Look what he's done. Yeah. Look, oh, look I, what he's done. 100% agree. It's been awesome. I mean, you guys, your defense in your front, though, Hayward, unbelievable. To it, Bud Dupree drafting him has been unbelievable. Shazier, if he comes back. T.J. Watt. I mean, that's one of the. I mean, every T.J. T.J. Watt is in my favorite pickups. So I literally far. any any you can say that to any Steelers fan, and their face will get so excited because of how much energy yeah. he brings. Every, oh, it's awesome! Wisconsin again. Yeah, Wisconsin again. I and mean, he lo- loves playing the game. Joe hated huge pickup last year. Uh, I mean, I love that pickup. I think for the price we got him at, and I, I don't think he's been a bad corner at all. I just don't think he was used appropriately uh, for the Browns. He's got to stay healthy. Yeah. He's got to stay healthy for you guys to do well. And looking at TJ Watt, he I mean, reminds me of uh, just like that Jack Ham kind of guy yep. uh, for our defense. Uh, just... You know, he leads by example. You don't really hear him, like, talk much. But he's uh, he brings a lot to the tables as an outside rusher. Like, you watch him drop into coverage all the time, and he's still taking picks. He's still covering these tight ends and slot receivers. Um, and that's what you need out of a 3-4 linebacker for the Steelers. You need one of those guys who's going to be able to do that. So do you go after defense in the first couple picks? Uh, I 100% go after defense. I mean, if you look at our offense, we're just loaded. You are uh, loaded. I mean, you can't fill any positions. Oh, if, you, no. if, you, if someone's going to fill a position, they're going to be studly. The only player I'm looking for in uh, offensive-wise in the draft is I'm looking for a QB that I can develop. Best and uh, to touch back on a topic we already went over, I'd be looking at Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson. I like Baker. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, you love I love Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Oh my god! Um, I would love him to be a Steeler. Uh, I think it'd be awesome. Uh, the best part is that women would actually like him this time around. Big uh, Ben for... jokes. Oh, <laughs> put it on the table. Uh, I mean, I'm still still a Steelers boy. You know, to go I, into that. But I um, your kids, hide your wives. Uh, I think, you know, Lamar Jackson even putting him behind that offense or uh, putting him uh, in the backup's position uh, would just be great. I mean, we're going to have Ben for hopefully another three, four years, I think, um, depending on how things go. You think three, four years? I, I mean, I think so. I, th- I think he's a tough guy. I think he wants to play. I think he's going to always make comments that he wants to retire. I mean, you don't get that old and not talk about it. Okay. Uh, and I think, he, you know, when you hear him talk, he loves our, he loves our city. He loves playing for us. Well, um, I think, so quarterback-wise, I think he's one injury away from being done. He's literally a walking cripple. I agree with that. He's going to yeah. sue the NFL so hard when he retires. <laughs> he's going to be like, well, you guys didn't do this. And like, bro, what? <laughs> you know how many concussions look, I got? times you had twisted ankles, you went back out there. Like, your office level was, like, carrying you down the field because you couldn't put any <laughs> pressure. Like, the kid's an animal, a- absolute tank. Don't get me wrong. Like, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But behind him, you got Landry Jones. Who I hasn't shown me anything. Uh, he's never stepped up, and we've had him. The had last him time he stepped games. up, he's doing interception. Devontae is perfect. That's the last time I ever saw him. Boom. Next play, Jeremy Hill fumbles, and you just see on the sideline, Big Ben just go, foof. And the, 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 the coat comes off, and I'm thinking to myself, we're going to lose this game. Oh, yeah. Right here. That was a great game. Shut I love that Louis, game. Shut up. Uh, and then you have Josh Dobbs, and Josh Dobbs never impressed me as a college quarterback. He wasn't a winner. He was not a winner. No, I, he just never did anything that was really outstanding. You never saw him lead any uh, great comebacks. He never 
never really took control of that Tennessee team, and I I just don't think he's going to really step up in the NFL. So my question is, if he if if Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt, where do you turn though? That's the thing. Like, yeah, you're going to draft a quarterback now, but you already have quarterbacks behind. You just you drafted Josh Dobbs last year. Um, as of now, you going to have you to drop Landry Jones if Baker Mayfield's there. You're going to draft a quarterback where you don't need a position right now. I, I mean, I draft a quarterback. I'm looking at either depending on what's popping up uh, in the first round. Um, God, Bobby's feeding me too much beer. He's giving me the burbs. Yep. Uh, so I'm looking at, um, in the first round, either a safety or inside linebacker. I would much rather go safety. I want to get someone young. I want to bring someone in that's going to be versatile. Okay. Um, there's a few guys I'm looking at, like Justin Reed from uh, Stanford. Uh, but it's all about who's going to be there. Because like, obviously if I could get it, I would want Minka Fitzpatrick to drop down to us. But, you know, we're drafting, what, 24? There's no way he's going to be there. No, there's no way. But Justin Reed, I think, is like the top uh, three safeties. So if he's there, perfect. Um, I think he brings a lot coverage-wise. He's big. He's athletic. He can drop down the box, stop the run for us, which is what we really need. I mean, if you look at that Jacksonville game, it's not Blake Bortles torching us. It's the pass off of Fournette's run yep. that is torching us. And if we can be able to stop that play action and stop the ability to run the ball, I think we win games no matter what our secondary is. Um, but I'm, I'm looking at a quarterback far far down. I mean, I would look at Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph could be a bust. But it could, could, be, could be great or could be a bust. He also reminds me a lot of Landry Jones coming out of the Big 12. Yeah. Who Landry Jones was a... Great quarterback. Landry Jones was a stud. I was so mad. After, I was so mad when you guys drafted him. I was like, this guy's gonna be so good. Yeah. He really never did anything. All right, we're pushing on an hour here. I don't want to dive too deep into the NBA. <laughs> Do the Cavs turn around in time? Uh, I actually love this Cavs roster. Holy I mean, <laughs> I know it's not a lot of NBA starters, but I think when you LeBron have LeBron, just lost his, he just lost his assistant coach though. Tyron uh, out. I think Tyron Lue doesn't really matter who coaches that team. LeBron James does. We're all going to state it right now. Yeah, I like Tyron Lue. He brought us a ring, but, you know, no. I think I think we turn around. So I think we at least healthy again. You have to ride his back. You have to ride him the whole way. If he yeah. doesn't have a good game, you lose. I mean, that's what we're paying him for. Yeah, I'd like to get paid $20 million. But my, my, <laughs> my thing is, if I got paid $20 million, I hate to say this, I'd be happy. I'd be the happiest man around. I mean, wouldn't we all? Me and my whole team would be happy. I mean, I would rather just put a ring, too. So. Yeah, but that goes along with the, that <laughs> goes along with the job when you're playing with LeBron. Uh, I mean, I think Larry Nance and all those guys bring a lot. I'm a huge Larry Nance Jr. fan. Uh, I just think our team is so much more athletic. We have a lot of abilities now. and I mean, it, they have not melded at all when you look at them, but... They haven't. You got to look at it. It's got to be at the right time. I think right now they have to step it up. And tonight we got less than three minutes to go in this game. They're up playing Toronto, the team in the North. Yeah, they got to get a win tonight. They got to do what the Jackets are doing. Jackets on a nine-game win streak, melding together, turning it in. They went. I mean, I got a chance to win out. Knock on wood. Holy smokes, they went out. They won seventeen. That ties the Penguins' record of ninety-two. Whoa, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Jackets won sixteen last year, but one way too early. Got to happen now. The cows got to get done too. Hey, let's bring something home for Columbus, man. We need it. Anything else for the podcast? I mean, thanks for having me. Thank man. you, man. This Absolutely, I loved it. Zach Frid on the podcast, thanks, first man. timer. Hope we get him back again. Big Duke fan again. Big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Big Caval- back Cavalier fan. Excuse <laughs> me, can't even talk right now. And a giant Buckeye fan. It's good, boys. So, guys, thank you so much for coming in and joining us tonight. Press that share button. Check us out on iTunes. And everyone out there, be safe. Thanks, guys.